Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Quartz 96 FM. We will do another round of the 10K toy giveaway between 10 and 11 this morning. Between 10 and 11, another round of the 10K toy giveaway, your chance to win. We had another winner from the show yesterday. We're flying at lads with four now, I think, at this stage from the opinion line. One uh, 500 euro vouchers with Lorraine on the big drive home. So another one to uh, draw between 10 and 11 this morning. Another day of our giveaway too with Sanitize Ireland Natural Solutions. Tell you more about that and give you the headline that I want you to read right for me uh, later on this morning. The numbers in Cork are reasonably good. I've been going over them again. Haven't done them in a while, but the COVID numbers in Cork are looking pretty good. We're we're on target to be down to down to a handful of cases a day uh, by next week, which is when we're due to come out of the level five. But even as I say that. Even as I say that, we have Leo warning us that we might need a third lockdown in January stroke February. And even as I say that, we have news of a suspected outbreak in a school in Glenmire and quite a significant uh, situation. Terry's with me. Hi, Terry. Hi, morning, PJ. Uh, it is quite significant. What's the school? What do we know? Yes, so the school in question is Gwaleskull Idriskull in Glanmire, as you say. Now, we've seen a letter that was sent to all parents and guardians yesterday. And in that letter from the HSE, it says, it says that an outbreak of COVID-19 is being investigated by the Department of Public, Public Health. 17 cases involving a number of different classes have been notified to date and contact tracing is ongoing. Now, that's a pretty large number when you compare it to the other school cases that we have been mm. reporting on over the past few months. In in the letter, it says that in the Irish experience, it is unusual to see an outbreak of this scale among a school population. Now, cases and close contacts identified to date have been given advice with regards to isolation or restricting movements. Now, the advice to parents following a further review, review yesterday, the advice to parents of all students is as follows any child not previously identified as a case or a close contact is now advised to restrict their movements until Tuesday the 8th of December your child if they're in that category will be referred for two tests by the HSC. Now you will receive further communication and advice from the HSC in due course 
any child previously identified as a case or a close contact, so that's the other group, those who are already been previously identified as a case or a close contact in relation to this investigation, they do not need referral for testing because, of course, they will have been advised separately. Mm. So to reiterate, it's being advised that no child or staff, and we're talking about hundreds of students and staff here, no child or staff should return to the school before Tuesday the 8th of December. Mm. That, that's the first Cork school, I think, that actually has closed for a while, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything back from the HSE? Uh, well, the HSE have actually issued a statement to the Echo this morning, um, and I'll just quote from it. The HSE can confirm that parents of children at a school in the south of the country, of course, we now know that to be Goelskull, Idriscoll in Glanmire, have been advised that their children should not attend the school until December the 8th. Now, they do say this is a precautionary measure. All pupils and staff, as, you, as I've said, will restrict their movements until that date, which means they cannot attend school or any group activities, use public transport, visit other homes, or have visitors to their home. The HSE would like to acknowledge all the work undertaken by the school to operate in a COVID-19 safe manner and it has actually thanked the principal and staff for their cooperation and support to assist with the ongoing public health risk assessment. They would like to reassure both the school community and the wider community that the Department of Public Health, locally supported by national colleagues, are working closely with the school to ensure the outbreak is investigated and controlled. We've also asked the school for a statement this morning. If we get that through the course of the show, we will bring it to you. All right, Terry, thank you for that. That's uh, Terry bringing us up to speed with that situation in Glanmire where Gaelskull, Idrishkull, has closed effectively until the 8th of December. I think it's the first school in Cork to actually close because of an outbreak. Uh, but certainly the first for a while. 17 cases across five different classes. As we get more, we'll bring you more. 1850-715-996. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. Cork's 96FM has identified many advantages to wearing a face mask. Save time and money by only having to do eye makeup. Forgot to shave? No problem. You're covered. And it's easier to avoid an ex because they probably won't recognize you. However, the main reason for wearing a face mask is the most vital to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Social distance. We're masking for a friend. Thank you. From Cork's 96FM. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083 On Cork's 96 FM. Yeah, and Grasco Gold, the story comes as our numbers in Cork. And I'll give you the detail later in the morning. But our numbers have gone down by three quarters in our 14-day average since the lockdown began uh, five weeks ago today with a week to go on to Lens. But Andrea, good morning to you. I have three boys at the oh. school. I guess I kind of, I'm only going to speak as, as, as from a parent's point of view, but look, what has happened has happened. We can't do anything about it. Um, you know, look, I'm happy for the kids to stay at home and, and homeschool them until this is kind of sorted out, you know. Um, one of my kids is a close contact, so I decided um, myself to take all three boys out of school as a precaution. Mm. Um, so they've only been in school one day in the past two weeks. Um, 
so we're kind of getting used to them have, being at home and kind of working from home now, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's so it's, it's two weeks this. ago you were notified of the close contact situation? We were, two weeks ago, yeah. Um, last Monday, or Monday of last week, we were notified. So I just took it upon myself to take all the kids out of school. When you look at the HSE guidelines, you know, one of my kids is a close contact, but the other two kids are seen as, as okay to go to school. Yeah. They don't mix in school, but they mix at home. So to me, it, it's kind of contradicting itself a bit. So personally, I think if you've one child as a close contact, you should take their siblings out of school as well because you're kind of one step ahead. If my son were to test positive, his two brothers are now close contact. Has he been tested, Andrew? He has been tested twice, and thankfully he's negative. But Good. he still has to self-isolate at home. Indeed, yeah. So it's easier for me to, to, self, to isolate the, the three kids together than to isolate one at home, let the other two go to school, but keep them separated in the house. It's just not possible, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so is he staying in the... Well, until the tests were negative, was he staying in his own room, or what was he, he doing? We're 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 staying at home as a family together for the two weeks. Right. It's a lot easier than to because, like, when you've kids in the house, it's very hard to separate them out individually. So we're actually staying at home as a family unit. The kids aren't allowed outside the door. Yeah. Um. Now, us as parents, we can move around, but we're we're conscious of where we're going, what we're doing. So we're doing very very little. Yeah. Um, but the kids themselves, they haven't been outside the door. Even though they want to, we've made the decision not to leave the house yeah. until this two weeks period is over. There's a list of different categories that the HSE Public Health has unit has with regard to contacts and quarantine. And you're, yeah. you'd be in the category now where yourself and and, and uh, your, your husband perfectly safe to come and go as you please and go to work. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's annoying because, let's say... Like the kids now, the, the kids in the school are now, I suppose, inverted commas, are close contact. So even though officially they're not, the, the HSE has decided to kind of say, look, the whole school is closed. Treat yourselves as close contact. Restrict your movement for two weeks until we're all tested and test results come in. Do you think that's the right move, Andrea? Um, I, I guess it's a clear decision to make. The school can't decide what to do. The HSE have to tell the school what to do. Yes, public health so, should decide. Yeah. Exactly. So it's grand for individual parents to say, well, I have a child in school, I'm taking them all out of school. It's not school policy, it's our HSE policy, it's our own parental decision. But at least the HSE have come out now and said, close the school, this is what you're to do, come back in two weeks, we'll reevaluate the situation. At least now, the school doesn't have the pressure to make a decision. Yeah. The parents aren't under pressure to make a decision. It's a it's a blanket decision. The HSE have told the school and at least now the school are at ease because they're doing as they're told. The parents are at ease, they're doing as they're told and hopefully it'll just it'll just kill off whatever's going on in the school yeah. over the next two weeks, you know. Makes a lot of sense, Andrea. It to does. Be fair. Makes a lot and of to sense. be fair now, like the school are so good. They've, they're emailing us every single day with updates. Good. But they can only tell us what the HSE are telling them. Yeah. And quickly, are, you, are they still continuing to teach? They're, they're getting... We have an app called Seesaw. So the schoolwork is being sent through that every day. 
the homework is being sent through that every day. Good. But but the parents aren't under any pressure to make sure this work is done. Um, the school have said, if your child is able to do the work, let them do the work. If they can't, it's absolutely no problem. As, as parents, we can only do our best, you know. Yeah, indeed, indeed, and, and it sounds like everybody everybody is, and that a solid decision has been made by the public health unit and the school of the parents are following the instruction. Andrea, thank you. And good to know that everyone is well in your house and that your son was negative after being in close contact. Thank you, Andrea. 1850-715-996. As I say, I'll do Cork's numbers a little bit later. I, I might tie this next story in with our sanitizer, Sanitize Ireland giveaway this week. Let's talk first of all to uh, Councillor Dan Boyle because Cork is moving towards, I'm reading here from Cork Bureau, Cork is moving towards being a pedestrian utopia, a pedestrian happy place with 17 streets about to become permanently pedestrianised. The majority of streets off Oliver Plunkett Street, as well as off Little Cross Street, Little Land Streets and Peter Street and Paul's Place and Tucky Street, all set to be pedestrian only, except between 4 and 11 a.m., which, of course, are key delivery hours. Dan, you've been campaigning for this, to be fair. Well, um, uh, I've I certainly uh, asked that this type of thing uh, would happen. Good morning, by the way, Vijay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's something that a lot of people have been uh, asking for o- over a large number of years. And I think, to be fair, Cork has pushed out the boat in a lot of ways. Uh, for instance, the next year is going to be the 50th anniversary uh, of the first ever pedestrianised street in Cork, uh, the upper the Patrick Street part of Princess Street. Uh, yeah. and, and, that, and that was the first such street in the country, well before Grafton Street was in Dublin it? or any place like that. Oh, yes, the very first street. Uh, and uh, was, that, yeah, we, I, was that before Grafton Street? It, it was 12 years before Grafton Crikey. Street. We, we, we were very much ahead of the posse. Uh, and uh, we, we've added bits and pieces like French Church Street and Carey's Lane, a uh, lot of Paul Street. Uh, but uh, up until now, and the situation that was brought about by COVID and the need to address social distancing, uh, we, we, we've, we've uh, not moved in recent years so much. We, we've had that opera lane put put in uh, maybe in the last 10 years or so but that's about it mm. so this is the first large scale uh, attempt to use the streets uh, in a city centre uh, so that the first group of users pedestrians are addressed first uh, and I very much welcome it it's it, it's something that is still being done after a lot of consultation this was done as a temporary measure consultation happened before that consultation has been done before this permanent suggestion and proposal in our local area ward meeting, the South Central ward meeting I chair this year, uh, we were recommending that this council next at its next meeting approve this. So it's gone through a lot of stages. We've received a lot of public responses. They've been overwhelmingly positive yeah. uh, and I think it's the right thing to do. Now it's important I would think in a city centre that uh, trucks and vans can still get in for Hmm. delivery. So are you satisfied with the 4 to 11 a.m.? exception to this. Yeah, that, that's the window that allows most important deliveries to happen. Basically what pedestrianisation is, is about is making sure that uh, through traffic, uh, traffic that's n- not stopping in the area but using it as a uh, as a route to get from A to B, that's discouraged and stopped by pedestrianisation. Uh, the, the window of 11am to 4am 4, uh, 4 to 11am, that allows important deliveries to happen and, and even with that, there will be situations where uh, 
particular vehicles will be let in at particular times for special deliveries. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to do that. For festivals, for instance, uh, musicians taking gear in and things like that, that, there will be one-off situations that you have to cater for. But for the most part, there, there will be no through traffic and deliveries will be encouraged to be done overwhelmingly in that window of 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. every when, day. When will we know if this is going to be permanent? Uh, well, we've gone through, I'd say, 90% of the process. Uh, we, we've had the public consultation. It's been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, the, the local ward committee has uh, recommended to be approved. It'll go to the next meeting of the city council in the middle of December. The current uh, legal uh, restrictions, uh, they, they run out on the 31st of December. So if, if and when we approve at our December meeting, the, the new pedestrianisation measures take place from the 1st of January in 2021. And are there new cycling measures coming in or cyclist protection measures like bollards coming in with this? Too? Well, it's, people may will be waking up this morning and, and seeing a lot of uh, segregated road space uh, that are protected by light bollards. Uh, Southern roads, South Main Street, uh, I think Washington Street will be starting today. And again, it's part of the same process. It's, it's making road space more democratic, that people who walk, people who cycle, people who use public transport, uh, and, and then uh, people who use uh, motor vehicles, personal motor vehicles to, to travel around the place. It's trying to make sure that we, we use active travel as much as possible uh, and that, that the, the dangers posed by people going too fast or too often through space is minimised to the, the highest possible extent. Uh, and I, I think, to be fair to Cork City Council and its officials, we're, we're getting it right and we're going in the right direction. All right, Dan, thank you. That's Councillor Dan Boyle of the Green Party. So 17 streets around the city centre going to be pedestrianised officially from the new year. But they're pedestrianised now on a pilot basis, but officially in the new year. They're all going to be pedestrianised. There'll be all the streets off Oliver Plunkett Street, uh, Little Cross Street, Little Land Street, Peter and Paul Place, Turkey Street, all to be pedestrianised except between 4 and 11 in the morning to allow for deliveries. And then there'll also be bollard going up for cyclists. And I've noticed something else as well. Have you seen them around? They're a really bright red. It looks like bright red tarmac or bright red asphalt that they have put down now in certain cycle lanes around the city. I'm not imagining this. It's as bright red as the wall opposite me here in the studio. They put those down so you can see the cycle lane. I assume that's what it's for, so you can see clearly where the cycle lane is. Let's have some fun with that story this morning. Let's have a bit crack with that story as we celebrate the fun we're having this week with Sanitise Ireland Natural Solutions. All this week we've teamed up with them to give away sanitising kits like touchless hand sanitizers and portable mist sprayers. All these things you need in a time of COVID. Today I've got two touchless hand sanitizer dispensers, two one litre bottles of natural hand sanitizer, and two disinfectant misters and solutions to give away. I'll figure out how we'll break all that up during the morning. But I want your headlines. So, more and more pedestrianisation in Cork. 17 streets to be pedestrianised. Have fun with that. Give us a laugh with that. Give us a laugh with that. More pedestrianisation in Cork. Take the mickey out of the greens if you want, I don't mind. Dan won't mind either on this particular occasion. But let's have some fun with it. Your headlines, please, to 083 396 96 17 streets to be pedestrianised in Cork. A pedestrian utopia 
says Cork Bio. 17 streets being pedestrianised in Cork in the new year. Have fun with that. The whole country is talking about a school in Carlow at the moment. And I'd love your thoughts on it. The school itself has issued a statement, but it's in all the newspapers. It's online, all the sites. It started out with a story in the, the, the Carlow Nationalist, the local newspaper up there, which is quoted in the journal where female students in the presidential or the presentation college rather in Carlow were told not to wear tight leggings to school as it was distracting for their teachers. Apparently someone stood up at an assembly and said this to them. The Irish Mirror reports then that students and parents have launched a blistering attack on the school after it emerged female students were told not to wear tight clothing as it could be distracting to teachers. The Mirror goes on to say female students in all years at Presentation College were reportedly called out of class last Friday by yearheads who told them not to wear revealing clothes to school. There was no advice given to the lads. No advice given to the lads at all. There's a massive online petition now calling for action. And I hear that the, the boys in the school are planning to wear leggings themselves tomorrow as a protest. Now, the Independent also reports that a series of assemblies were held for female students. Uh, one parent apparently told News Talk Radio that her, her younger daughter, who attends the school, was told not to show e- knees, ankles or collarbones. Now, the school said that the rules concerning the correct wearing of a school uniform have not changed since previous years, other than the introduction of a half-zip top for first-year students. Students are regularly reminded of school rules and of regulations at assembly. This looks like a school rules, a school uniform issue that's gone mad. Like in lots of schools, I've come across this myself, in lots of schools the PE kit must conform to whatever the school uniform rules dictate. You'll be given a PE kit with the list that the kid gets at the start of every year tracksuit, runners, whatever. And they've got to be a particular kind of tracksuit, a particular kind of runners. You can't, well, did something get misinterpreted here or what happened? But if, I tell you, if I wonder if anybody else has come across rules like that. Uh, have your kids ever been given rules by their school about PE gear? Like what is the most, what is the acceptable PE gear under the rules? What is not acceptable? But then I tell you, if anyone did stand up on a platform at assembly, and use those words like distraction to, to teachers and all that. Then they kind of need to think about their use of language. Just interesting to know what your thoughts are on that school in County Carlow because it is the water cooler story this morning. 1850-715-996. Now, uh, Wyon Stansfield at Pinocchio Toys. Wyon, are you selling dangerous weapons or something down there? Good morning. <laughs> morning, PJ. Um, yes, I think it's quite, um, I don't know, odd really, given that Facebook um, have some algorithms that when we put up things like swords and shields, and um, the new one is particularly weird, but if we put up the swords and shields, it comes up and it tells us we can't sell them on um, Facebook Marketplace because, you know, they're dangerous weapons. You sell wooden toys. Yeah, I know. It's quite funny. The, the most recent one was the fact that we put up um, a Brio train station for the wooden 
train sets and we were not allowed to sell it on Facebook Marketplace because it infringes their, um, you're allowed to sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! You're, you're making this up. A toy no, no, no. train set. Yeah, yeah. This, particularly the station. Though, I mean, the other bits of train sets seem to be perfectly acceptable, but the train station tri- triggered some sort of algorithm, <laughs> an email saying you're not allowed to sell this. But the wooden, the wooden, wooden, the wooden weapons one, like we sell wooden crossbows. Those are not allowed to be sold on Amazon Marketplace. Um, the wooden swords and shields. Weapons of mass destruction, you know. Yeah, toy bow and arrow. Like every child that yeah, ever yeah. grew up toy with a toy bow and arrow. Yeah, that's also not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> and when you look down through Facebook and you see what is allowed, you kind of wonder, hang on a minute. Well, that's what I just think is so funny. I mean, Facebook seems to allow people to post every manner of, you know, fib and yeah. story stretching. Yeah. <laughs> but not wooden bows and arrows. And not a wooden... Toy train station. No, no, not the train station. I mean, I mean, the train station is just particularly funny because you just look and think, Jesus. You're <laughs> charitable. You're that? charitable in saying it's funny. It's plain stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a bit stupid, but what can you do? You know, <laughs> yeah, strange yeah. times. I know, I know. Hopefully, anyway, you'll be open for real next week. Um, I hope so. I mean, that is the plan at the moment, though I'd say if anyone saw the inside of the shop at the moment, they'd never believe it, because currently it looks more like a uh, sort of cross between a warehouse and, mm. I don't know, a bomb site. Um, but yeah, hope, hopefully. I mean, I know that having spoken to lots of our customers, they just can't wait <laughs> to get mm. back in and actually just shop. Well, what is the feeling among retailers? I know that you're mad to get open and mad to get um, some selling done and mad to get a Christ- the, the, the tills ringing for Christmas. I suppose, I mean, it's the same for everyone, I suppose. I mean, Christmas for restaurants, for us, is is the, the haymaking season. Um, you know, I mean, obviously restaurants have a bit of a pack at other times of the year, but like this for us, this is a critical time of the year. Mm. Um, now we've been. I mean, it has it has been good online. I mean, we we you know we, the support out there for 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 Irish retail at the moment. I think people realise that you really have to we have to support local at the moment. I mean, even to the point like I, we were buying packaging stuff, and there is a company in Cork that sells packaging stuff, and even they say that they have been doing better because people realise look you can get it locally. Good. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to buy it in some odd place in the middle of nowhere. You can get it from a court company and they said they can they can see it themselves that the support for local business mm. across the country is 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 fantastic. That, you know? That's great to see, but there's there's nothing beats the the pleasure of having customers in the store. No, no, I mean I mean I I mean if I don't my wife misses it as much, but I, I miss the fact that people are not coming in and out of the store. I mean I, I like dealing I mean we have such lovely customers to yeah. deal with. That you miss the fact that you don't, you know, you don't get a chance to chat to them. I mean, I do um, home delivery, and most of the deliveries around the city, um, I do myself. So I yeah. do get a chance to kind of, you know, have some interaction with customers as I hand them their bags and what have you. But um, but yeah, you you miss the fact that people are coming in and out and chatting, and, and and we have far more stuff in the shop than we have online because, despite what everyone thinks, you can't just throw up a website and <laughs> throw stuff on it. I mean. We have about 800, I think, items online, and we have about 2,500 plus inside the shop. That so, shop is bigger on the inside. I've always yes, noticed the shop that. Is bigger. <laughs> yes, yes, the shop is bigger on the inside. Exactly. It's a lot bigger I mean, on the inside. It's a, it's a cavern on the inside. Yeah, 
So, I mean, you know, you've, you've got to take that into account as well, that you've got stock there that, you know, we, we may, we will probably get some more stuff up online, but it takes, it takes a long time mm. to put something online. It isn't just a case of throwing yeah. up an old photograph and, no, you know. There's a bit of work involved, a bit of a bit IT of skill involved. involved. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, by the time you've got photographs and descriptions and sizes and, and we try to give, you know, for us, we try to give a description that's a bit of a feeling for what you would have if you walked into the shop mm. rather than just, you know, the generic, it's a box. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah there's, there's, there's work in that, but here's hoping. Now, Neffet, Neffet meeting today, a day early, they'll probably issue yeah, their recommendation and then the government will start I, I telling hope, us tomorrow. I, mean, I, hope for, I hope for everyone, for sanity, for, you know, I, I hope we get some sort of Christmas. I mean, it'll, be, it'll never be, you know, it'll never be a normal Christmas. But I hope that we all get... Yeah, something something reasonable that you know that I can visit my parents in reasonable safety. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's never going to be normal. Yeah. But that the we'll be able to do the things that mean most to us in some yeah, way, shape, we'll or form. Able, exactly, Christmas. in some right. way, shape, or form, that we'll be able to do the things that mean most to us. And I mean, I I wait. I've uh, dropped something to someone yesterday, um, in um, out just outside the city, and he said that we, I was the first person who had called to their house since February. Crikey! No, he—he he, uh, this man. I'm sure he has children, but uh, and they definitely one of them certainly doesn't live in Ireland. But you know, it means they're they're sitting there alone most of the time. You know, which it just it's it's just sad. I think it's sadder for older people actually. Yeah, it's not it's not normal. It's not normal for people to be alone all the time. Why? And listen, no. good luck with everything. I'm delighted it's Thank going so much. well for you online. I hope the people get to get open and go into beautiful shops like like Pinocchio's beautiful, beautiful shops. Don't be put off by the small size. It's a cavern on the inside, and they have thousands of things, thousands of toys. Why uh, on Stanfield? But that's the best ever about Facebook. They won't let him sell little swords and shields for kids online on Facebook. They won't let him sell, this is the best bit, a wooden train station. They wouldn't let him sell it on Facebook because the buying and selling of tickets is restricted. It, it, it's, it's a wooden toy railway station. Sometimes words fail me. This is one of those times. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. The Cork Diary. On Cork's 96FM. Helping the homeless has never been more important. The Briar Rose and Douglas are proud to be lending a hand through their Reach Out to Another campaign. On the last Sunday of every month in the run-up to Christmas, they'll be hosting a collection point outside the Briar Rose and are asking people within five kilometres of the venue to donate sandwiches, crisps, fruit and other snacks, as well as warm winter clothes in good condition for both men and women. The collection will be taking place between midday and four on Sunday the 29th of November. Staff members from the Briar Rose will be volunteering their time to run the collection point and hand out the donations the next day on Oliver Plunkett Street outside the GPO. For more information, search for the Briar Rose Douglas on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email corkdiary at 96fm.ie. This is Cork's 
Gold Imro Award winning talk show, The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now, 1850 715 996. On Cork's 96FM. Yeah, there's been a, an interview done by the principal of that school in Carlow. Did an interview on Morning Ireland and seems to have taken the wind out of the story a little bit. I remember I was saying this is probably a school rules story that has gained legs and a school uniform protocol story that has gained legs. Well, the principal has said, his name is Ray Murray, has said the school uniform on PE day at the school was becoming a fashion show. I am assuming that because of COVID-19 restrictions that everyone is coming to school in their PE gear on PE day. Because I've heard of a couple of schools in Cork doing that. If it's PE day, you just come in in your PE gear for whatever bit of socially distanced PE can be done. He said that female students had been reminded of the regulations on uniforms. The girls were spoken to, he says, not the boys, because the issue was primarily with girls. He was talking to Rachel English on Morning Ireland and he said, we have female deans of discipline who are mothers themselves. Many of them have daughters who were talking to the girls and I know there was nothing inappropriate, wrong or uncomfortable said to them. We've also had a comment in there. Ferg, will you pull that comment that you're referring to up to the top so I can have a look at it quickly? And, uh, and, and, but before I do that, let me go to uh, Bridget. Bridget wants to talk to me about a therapy that I have to say a number of years ago, it's quite a few years ago now, God, it's 20 years ago now, uh, we brought a certain small boy to... A guy in Toker, I think he was Canadian, who used to do a thing called craniosacral therapy. And it was recommended to us by a friend and we brought him, we did a few sessions with him. It was pricey enough at the time, but a certain little boy who was very hard to calm down and agitated and stressed and sensor, the sensory things going on. He used to calm down and relax and he'd often fall asleep actually while he was having therapy, which was... A blessing to us parents, to say the very, very least. But it's still going on, and it's quite popular, even though some people will look at it and say, that's only quackery. It's still very popular. And, of course, those who practice it will defend it to the last, and those who go and use it say it benefits them. Bridget McLaughlin is a craniosacral therapist. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning, Peter. It's been, it's been around you? for a while. What is that's it? That's right. So craniosacral therapy is a very gentle, hands-on method of evaluating and treating the body or the system of the body that's called the craniosacral system. And the craniosacral system is made up of membranes and of cerebrospinal fluid that are designed to surround and protect the brain and spinal cord. So the craniosacral therapist using very sensitive, very light touch, is able to palpate this system and detect if there's any restrictions or tensions and then evaluate what's, you know, cause, what's going on really and help the body to, help direct the body to correct these restrictions. Um, so therefore, uh, by releasing tensions like that in the system, it helps the whole central nervous system to function better and more optimally. Is it like a scalp so, massage? No, not at all. Um, so 
with the cerebrospinal fluid in the brain, it's oxygenated in the brain at a rate of about seven cycles per minute. And I don't want to get too technical, but when this happens, there's this sort of flexion or opening movement within the the brain and within the cranial bones. So it's a slightly open and closed. Now, for years, it was, you know, it was taught and thought that, um, you know, the, the cranial sutures became fixed and rigid after age about two. But now we know that there's this movement within them. So we can feel this movement and and follow it and feel where there's restrictions in it. And the restrictions can be caused by tensions in the membrane system or sometimes they can be caused by overriding sutures. Uh, so, from well, a a suture now is, will sound to some listeners like a stitch, but it's not, is it? No. So the cranial sutures are where the different... You know, if you look at a skull, you see those little ridges. Yes. If you you know if you look at a cranium, like the skull so is made up of loads of little bones. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or uh, some of them are smaller, some are bigger. So these sutures are interlocked with each other, and they slightly open and close with the craniosacral rhythm. So w- what we do is we can feel into this rhythm and feel if there are restrictions in it, which can have you know many different causes. And mm. I suppose what prompted this discussion really was. Um, you know, how maternal stress can affect um, babies and, you know, create tension. As we talked about yesterday with children being born uh, stressed. Exactly, exactly. So what we know and, you know, what we've known for for many years and it's great to see that, you know, the medical profession are now seeing this and recognising it is that, um, you know, stress can be a big cause of problems both for for us as adults as well as for babies and that babies can pick up on maternal stress in utero and that it can really affect them. So, you know, when, when, when a person gets stressed, you can go into sort of a fight or flight mode where the body just tenses up and prepares for action. So when this happens there... You know, there are two things, two main hormones released into the bloodstream that that we need in order to protect ourselves if something, you know, negative happens. So we need to get this rush of hormones called right. cortisol and epinephrine or adrenaline. And when that happens, the body, you know, can, can you know, go into a very fast action. It can relax itself action. a bit. Yeah, mm. No, it, can, it goes into action first. And then we need another hormone to release in order to counteract that rush of, say, adrenaline and cortisol. So if a person has long-term sustained stress in their system, then the hormones that help counteract that are not, uh, you know, being released in sufficient quantity to to cause the system to relax. So we end up with a sort of chronic stress state that can cause ill health and, or and is that where is that where your therapy can come in i guess it is bridget i'm running very yeah. short on time where can people sure. find out more so uh, if they google irish association of craniosacral therapy they'll be able to get information both on craniosacral therapy and a list of practitioners that are working and they'll also be able to see the practitioners that treat babies under the you know because it, it will tell them if there's a pediatric uh, qualification there as well okay. with the therapist. So IACST. I, 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 no, IACST. 
IRCST, Irish Association of Cranial Psychotherapists. Thanks, Bridget. Appreciate that and good luck with your work. IACST. We don't and we can't endorse anything like that on the show, but if you want to have a look at it, have a look at it. As I say, I remember my son calming down something amazing while it was going on for him. Each to their own. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. Cork's 96FM's 10K Toy Giveaway is here. Get ready for fun and play. We're giving away loads of 500 euro toy shopping sprees. For free. For free. With Johnson and Parrot, Douglas, Bishopstown and Mahon Point. Put 2020 behind you and drive into 2021. Always open at jpmg.ie. Only on Cork's 96 FM. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Cork's 96 FM. We'll all be watching with interest to see what exactly we can do with our families over Christmas. Neffet meeting today and the government then to discuss what Neffet says. And then it has to go to this committee and that committee and to other committee. And they've said that we'll be told tomorrow evening at some stage in an announcement of the plans are for how December will pan out. Remember this level five is supposed to lift this day week. And then we hopefully get some shops and hairdressers open in the first while. And then we get the restaurant pubs and the hotels. Poor old wet pubs look like they'll be left out in the cold again uh, this time. Which you can really feel for them, can't you? Even though, look, you can see the science, you can see the public health warnings. But you can also feel for the pubs. I will be discussing the Cork numbers and where we might expect to find ourselves a little bit later this morning. I've done the numbers this morning, haven't done them in a while. And we've done well in Cork, but we've a bit more work to do, as they say. That's coming later. 1850-715-996, the number, the text to WhatsApp, 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96mm.ie. Talking about that school in Carlo, as we were, and I mentioned to you that uh, in the last couple of hours... In fact, just this morning, the principal of Carlo Presentation College had spoken on the Morning Ireland programme and he said that a school uniform on PE Day had become something of a fashion show, that the girls were spoken to, not the boys, because the issue was primarily with the girls. He said the female students were reminded of the regulations on the uniforms. Now, we had a comment on that one. Thanks for bringing it up the top there, Fergal. It's unfortunate that this was directed at only girls, but a lot of schools did allow a relaxation of rules because of the increased ventilation needs over COVID-19. Maybe it's been taken advantage of in, by some students in the names of self-expression. So perhaps the school was merely reiterating that uniforms have a purpose. There's a lot of stupidity around school uniforms in general, they seem to be either too strict or just plain uncomfortable, particularly when it comes to gym gear. That would appear to be the story behind the Carlo story. To read it on social media, well, it gained legs all of its own, but there does appear to have been a fairly logical explanation. Now, again, I reiterate that if someone stood up at an assembly and actually said, words to the effect of or the actual word that 
wearing of leggings and tight trousers and stuff could be distracting to staff, then that person needs to seriously practice before they make another speech in public, if it was said. But the explanation kind of takes the wind out of the story. Or does it? Or does it? I'd love to know what you think at 1850-715-996. We are going to do our giveaway this hour. We'll be doing it at around about half ten, I reckon. I'm just looking at where we'll go. Yeah, half ten we will do our toy giveaway. So be be mindful of that. Half ten is the latest round of our 2K toy giveaway. 1850-715-996. Now, I'm sure it's happened to many of my listeners over the years that they've gotten pregnant by accident. Not that they didn't want to be pregnant. Not that they didn't want children and that this was a life-changing disaster. But that they hadn't actually planned on being pregnant at the time. They were using contraception. But it didn't quite work properly. And they ended up pregnant. And everything was grand, fine. But the pregnancy itself was unexpected and unplanned. New study has been done on that. Uh, over a third of Irish women, they sampled over a thousand women aged 17 to 45. And over a third of them had an unplanned pregnancy due to contraception failing. Wow. That was commissioned by the Dublin Well Women's Centre and carried out by Empathy Research. Interesting findings. Dr Shirley McQuaid is the medical director at the Dublin Well Women's Centre. Shirley, we always knew that condoms were risky, but is this a general commentary on contraception? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yes, um, most women are either using condoms or contraceptive pills or a combination of the two. And looking at the survey, uh, those that those two um, contraceptives, either together or separately, were responsible for the vast majority of contraception failures. So uh, we know that most women, uh, more than half of women in Ireland, are using either condoms or, or contraceptive pills. Um, so that more than half of Irish women are at higher risk of pregnancy than if they were to use some of the uh, more effective forms of contraception. Are they failed? Because are they, do they fail because they because they fail or because they're not being used properly? Yeah, it's more user error rather than method failure. So if you looked at the absolute in the lab setting method, uh, both both condoms and pills are pretty good, but um, there is a, a significant amount of user error, either not um, putting on a condom early enough uh, or a condom splitting or uh, forgetting to take pills or something interfering with the pill uh, or getting sick uh, just after having taken pills. So the the user input is the most important bit of contraceptive failures. Mm -hmm. So if something is fitted, like uh, uh, an implant under the skin of the arm or an intrauterine device, they don't have the user error bit of the failure rate. So therefore, they're much more effective. Yeah. I see here from your research that the pill has a failure rate of around 9%, but over half of those you surveyed, or nearly half of those you surveyed, didn't know that. 
Yes, and that's something that, you know, it would be really interesting to get that into the education uh, process and into schools so that people know what is most effective. I have a table of effectiveness rates um, that I show to patients when they come in. Um, and you can, and, and some people are quite shocked, actually, to see those kind of failure rates. And this, those statistics that I'm using uh, come from a, a, an American household survey, um, and they are, you know, statistically very accurate because they're over thousands and thousands of women mm. in the states. So, so it's a, um, it's it's numbers that we quote um, all across uh, Ireland, yeah. UK, Europe. With a failure rate of 9%, uh, I assume that some research has been done into why. It's, it is not remembering to take the pill properly. Um, anybody who takes pills on a regular basis, whether it's blood pressure tablets or diabetic medication or anything else, knows that you know there are days when you just forget. And so this is the same with pills. And a lot of our pills are 21 days of taking pills and then seven days of stopping and then going back to taking them again. And the the failure rate is more when people forget to restart the pill after seven days. So it's it's human error. Um, Mm. Women do use apps. There are lots of apps for telephones so that you can you can put a reminder on your phone. But Mm. even then, um, depending on lifestyle, you know, not everybody's lifestyle is exactly. Well, I suppose it's probably more regulated over the last few months than than usual. But, you know, people doing shift work and things like that. It is hard to remember to take pills on time. If you take the pill while you have something else going on, like while you're on an antibiotic for an infection or something, can that affect how it works? Well, actually, that that, um, rule around antibiotics changed in about 2011 or so. Uh, And so now the vast majority of antibiotics um, we know don't interfere with the effectiveness of the pill. So there's one or two antibiotics, one or two anti-epileptic medications, uh, some anti-HIV drugs, you know, but very specific drugs that can interfere with pills. But the vast majority of pills are okay. Over-the-counter stuff like paracetamol, ibuprofen, other such things, they're They're, all perfectly safe. Yeah, they're not an issue at all. They're not an issue. They're not an issue. It's it's, it's, it's the the forgetfulness can be the the big problem. That's the main one. In terms of of condoms, do do people, again, do they realise that condoms have a 17% failure rate? No, uh, that's an extraordinarily high number. That number is the number of of women who would get pregnant within a year of using using condoms. For the first year of use of condoms, 17% of women will get get pregnant if condoms are their only contraception in a year. Mm. This sounds to me... Shirley, like some serious gaps in our sex education regime in this country. I think so. And it's it's not only to do with contraception. You know, um, I talk to women about uh, fertility issues as well um, and when they're most likely to ovulate and all of that. And, you know, I think in schools, it doesn't seem to be relevant to them at the time. So they don't listen or you know they just it it just goes over their head uh, and that's it so I, I've talked to people who are have degrees in law accounting all sorts of things um, who don't understand their own cycle yeah you, you that that to me is disturbing well it, it hasn't changed over the years that's the thing you know uh, there have been attempts to, to have sex education uh, more readily available in mm. schools but it doesn't seem to have translated into sort of the general knowledge of the population improving. Like I grew up in a time when it just wasn't talked about and that's not a million years ago but it, it wasn't talked about to, to the point where where 
when when young teenage women, young teenage girls started to menstruate, they were terrified. Yes, now that has changed. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, but but the contraception end of things still isn't uh, effective enough and is not relevant, is not presented to people to be relevant to them um, at, at the time that they, they're getting the education. And also I think it needs to continue as well. You know, it's not something that you do in school and you're going to remember forevermore. Um, contraception needs change over time. Um, we see women who in their early 20s who might use, say, an implant um, and then they move on to a, a coil, an intrauterine device. Then they have the coil out to have children and then they come back and have a, another coil or an implant or something. So it, it changes over time or they go on the pill for a, a short period of mm. time because they don't want to have a procedure. The procedures um, can be expensive up front. So like something like an implant lasts for three years but the cost of it is the cost of the device in the pharmacy, about €115. Euro, and then fitting it, depending on what clinic you go to, could be another €100, €120. Yeah. Euro. So, so the upfront cost can be quite expensive. And if someone needs contraception for a short amount of time, they do tend to use condoms and contraceptive pills. Okay. But oftentimes those women are saying, well, I don't really want to get pregnant at the minute, but if I did it wouldn't be the end of the world. So, so you know, c- condoms and, and pills do have their place, uh, but it's just to let people know that if they're looking for longer-term contraception that uh, and, and effective contraception, that there are other things other than pills yeah. and condoms. Need to, look, need to look further than the obvious. Thank you very much, Shirley. That's Dr. Shirley McQuaid, the medical director of the Dublin Well Women's Centre. Those are scary, though, when you think about it. 9% failure of the pill or half the people they surveyed didn't know that, usually down to not taking them properly. And 17% failure of condoms, over half the people didn't realise that was there. There is a, a concept called stealthing, which you could talk about another day. We'll just leave that there for now. But uh, it's worth knowing. And big gaps in our sex education program, even in 2020. 1857 The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 1850 715 On Cork's 96FM. 30 days to Christmas, my friends. 30 days from today. And a lot of people now looking at the possibility of having a party on Zoom. I'm not kidding you. Would you have the office party on Zoom? We haven't seen over two-thirds of our colleagues in this office. More than two-thirds of our colleagues in this office I haven't seen since the end of March. And I would love so much to see them at Christmas because we are a nice little family in here a big mad dysfunctional family will we have an opportunity to have a Christmas party or a Christmas get together? No we probably won't this year. Would we do it on Zoom? I don't know. Would you do it on Zoom? There's a Twitter poll running and we'll talk about that in a wee while but first this there is a campaign on to make us more aware of lung cancer at a time when lung cancer could be hiding behind 
something else. Lung cancer will try to hide behind COVID, the flu, or any old cough. It's a sly old dog. The big checkup asks us all to look out for the cough that could be cancer. That's the cough that made you leave a meeting. <coughs> or the cough your child remarked on. Dad, you okay? A cough that's more than three weeks old or has come back. Breathlessness, shoulder pain. The Marie Keating Foundation have launched the world's first phone line to catch cancer out. 1-800-COUGHS. <laughs> 1-800-268-447 The Big Checkup Don't let lung cancer hide behind any old cough Know the symptoms Check in with each other And always get that cough checked by a GP That's an edited version of a TV ad running at the moment from the Marie Keating Foundation or a video campaign It's uh, fronted by Maya Dunphy who I'll talk to in just a second but let's talk first to Dr Una Kennedy who is a GP and an advisor to the campaign Una, good morning that's something you wouldn't have thought about that actually at a time when we're so careful with coughs and so worried that that cough just might be COVID, that cough might be something else too That's so true PJ, good morning to you and good morning to your listeners Um, lung cancer isn't gone away just because there's a pandemic, it's still out there people are still going to get lung cancer and unfortunately some people are still going to die from it and it's complicated at the moment by the fact that we're in a pandemic And exactly as you just said, some of the symptoms of lung cancer can be very similar to the symptoms of COVID. And it's really important for people who are worried to make contact and get checked as quickly as possible. You talk about people who have a persistent cough. Now, if you have COVID, you'll be coughing for a few days. Mm. But a persistent, define persistent. Well, that's a very good question. Um, Persistent is defined as a cough that goes on longer than three weeks. Right. so if you've never had a cough and suddenly you start coughing and this cough is going on for weeks and weeks and weeks, you should get it checked. But also, remember, there are some people out there who always have a bit of a cough and who are used to it. And if their cough changes, if they say, no, this is not my usual cough, that's a cough that needs to get checked as well. Mm. Are you looking at smokers there in particular? Yes, yeah. I, I didn't. The smoker's cough we're thinking about there. And, and there is such a thing as a smoker's cough. But actually, smokers are very good at spotting a change. And they're very good at saying, you know what, I always have a cough. It's a cigarette, but this cough is different. And when they think that, that's the time they need to get checked out. Okay. Glad you made that point, actually, because anyone I know who smokes and has a cough, you say, well, that's my cough. That's always been my cough. And I know that that's okay. <laughs> Whatever this is. And there's an interesting one. Chest pain or shoulder pain? Yeah, that wouldn't be the commonest sign of uh, early lung cancer. But if you had a a lesion or a tumour at the top of the lung, it can cause pain in that area, in that side of the chest, or the pain can radiate up to the shoulder. And again, if you don't have an explanation for it, get it checked out. There's no harm in checking a thing. You know, you may well say, look, I fell or I bumped my shoulder and I have a little pain. That's fine. But if you can't find an explanation for it, get it checked out. The vast majority of the time, these will be nothing. It'll be absolutely fine. But the sooner you get it checked, if you have something like lung cancer, the sooner you get it checked and the sooner you get it diagnosed, the better for you. Lung cancer is treatable and and manageable and curable, I think, if you get it early enough. Yeah, and that's the key. The key is to get it early and the outcome is so much better if you get it early. But also the treatment that you undergo, it's so much easier on you if you get it early. Um, And that's the crucial thing. The worry is at the moment that there are people at home 
you know, people have been told to stay at home and stay out of circulation if they're in certain age groups or if they have certain medical conditions. And I think people are doing that. They're doing their best and they're trying to help. But if you're sitting at home and you're not getting your diagnosis made and you're not getting your treatment, that's not helping. Not helping you. It's not helping the people who care about you. I think you're worried about the number of people that are not contacting their GP because they don't want to waste their time and they think also the doctor is overrun with dealing with COVID. That's true. I think that is a factor. And we did a survey recently before the pandemic that revealed that up to 14% of people would say they don't want to waste their doctor's time. And I think that's exaggerated now during the pandemic because people know we're busy and we're under pressure and they really want to help. But, you know, what I would say to that is, PJ, this job is always busy. It's busy every day, pandemic or no pandemic. And it's not helping me if you're at home getting sick. You know, it's helping me if you make contact. I want to hear from you. And all you have to do is pick up the phone. Okay. So it's, you don't have to do very much. Just pick up the phone and make contact. Yeah. Let me bring in Maya Dunphy at this stage. Hi, Maya. Good to talk to you again. Good morning. There's a real doctor and the Google qualified doctor. Morning, Una. Morning, <laughs> Good morning, Maya. Lovely to hear from you. And you. It's funny because everyone is now an armchair epidemiologist at the very least, aren't they? Aren't they just... <laughs> I think because of your own mum, you have an interest in this, Maya, isn't it? Yes, PJ. And the thing is, I mean, Una is, the, Una is the professional medic and I'm the person who's trying to... I mean, we don't need more bad news at the moment and we're not scaremongering. The great thing about this campaign is... You know, if you've seen the online viral ad, my own mum features in it, it's quite lighthearted. What we're saying is, you know, don't worry, don't lose sleep, but just get it checked out. And if you're not seeing your family, your grandparents, your parents, and you might be doing your Zoom calls, your WhatsApp calls, and you hear a cough that you didn't, that you don't recognise, just say, look, get it checked out. We're trying to keep it, you know, relaxed and saying we've enough to worry about now. And the only reason that lung cancer is Ireland's biggest cancer killer is because it's often caught too late. I'm sure, you know, can testify to but if we catch it early you know the the outcome is so much better so we're just asking people to check in on on family members and my own mom she had i said breast cancer she had 22 years ago but there's nobody certainly nobody of my age now who hasn't been touched by cancer in some way either ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Themselves or their parents or grandparents or friends. I mean, cancer is rampant, unfortunately. But as, you know, as Una said there, as we all know, the sooner you, you get it, the sooner you get a diagnosis, the sooner you start treatment, the better the outcome. And that's what this is all about. Because this year is a year like no other. And lung cancer in particular will hide behind things like COVID and the flu. And we don't want that to happen. And the fact that we are spending so much time, other than the few people that for example, I work with here, which is only maybe half a dozen, seven or eight people at most I see in the course of any one week here in, in the radio station. Otherwise, it's my family and I don't think yeah. I've seen my friends in weeks, any of them. You know, we don't see each other as much as we did. So so we don't notice our friends with a cough or we don't notice something's changed. And that's why this campaign is kind of focusing almost, you mentioned the Zoom Christmas party. I mean... Oh, God, unless they're going to send the, the meal and the drinks to my house, I'm not sure I'll be on for that. But we are keeping in touch much more with technology. And, you know, my family, we had Zoom quizzes during the start of lockdown. And that's what we're asking to, to, to listen out for. You might not be seeing people, but you are still hopefully talking to people. If you're not, start doing it. Start checking in with people. And like I said, if you hear a persistent cough or if you are someone who has a persistent cough, as Una said, one that has changed, just get it checked out. And the phone line is very helpful. We still have that very Irish mentality of, you know, your leg could be falling off. And they'll say, oh, I'll just put a bit of tape on it and we won't bother the doctor. Now so more than ever. But they, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a cough. The Marie, Keating, the Marie Keating Foundation has a phone line now. It's 1-800-268-447, specifically for lung cancer. If you are concerned about a cough, ring that number and you get a series of options to listen mm. to that might be helpful to some people. All right. Okay. It's a good campaign. It's a worthwhile campaign. Thank you both. That's uh, Maya Dunphy and Dr. Una Kennedy. And it's called the, uh, it's called the Big Checkup. And the number to have is 1-800-COUGHS. Now, we don't do numbers that way over here. Uh, 1-800-268-447. 1-800-268-447. Uh, I, I mentioned, yeah, if, if chest, uh, question for Una. Is chest pain on the left-hand side a symptom? Probably the best thing to do there is if you have chest pain anywhere, just call your doctor. Just call your doctor or go to a hospital. But yeah, there is some you know, some evidence that a chest or shoulder pain can be unexplained. Chest or shoulder pain can be an early symptom in some cases. So best to check with your doctor there. Didn't see that, unfortunately, before it's gone off the phone from Una. 1850-715-996. 1-800-COUGHS. Or to do it our way, 1-800-268-447. 1-800-268-447. And nobody will laugh at you. If you ring that phone number because you're worried about yourself, in fact, if you ring any doctor because you're worried about yourself right now, nobody will laugh at you. Don't be thinking like that. Ah, sure, I'm only wasting the doctor's time. Uh, No, you're not. You're not. Ring the doctor. Or if you're worried about a cough or worried about somebody else's cough, 1-800-268-447. It could be the best phone call you ever make. 1850-715-996. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. Have you been paying attention? Here we go. 
text or WhatsApp now on 083-396-9696. For your chance to play our 10K toy giveaway. Cork's 96FM. Access all areas on Cork's 96FM. Your guide to nightlife on side. Hi, it's Michael here with an update on Cork's Entertainment. There's a hometown headline show coming up for Happy Alone, taking place at Cypress Avenue on December 21st. You can get tickets for socially distant tables of four and full table service by checking out the venue's website at cypressavenue.ie. Access all areas. Brian Deedy's December show at Cypress Avenue has now been rescheduled to take place on Saturday, March 6th. Tickets for the original show are valid for the March date with more information and tickets available from the venue's website, cypressavenue.ie. Access all areas. Feel free to let us know at Access All Areas if you have a rescheduled show coming up or any live streaming events by emailing aaa at 96fm.ie. Access all areas. Your guide to nightlife on side. On Cork's 96FM. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083 396 On Cork's 96FM. Owen was listening earlier to our conversation with Dan Boyle about pedestrianisation of streets and the news that 17 streets in the city are likely to be permanently pedestrianised in the new year. They include all the streets off, or most of the streets at least, off Oliver Plunkett Street. Owen is concerned that as a musician, how are musicians supposed to get their equipment into venues like pubs? When we remember pubs, remember pubs, yeah, remember, yeah, they'll they'll reopen eventually, and musicians like Owen will have to get their equipment into them. How's that going to work? I think Owen, if I listened back carefully to Dan Boyle, he said, <coughs> "Excuse me," he said that there will be provision there for musicians to get into venues. That even though a place is pedestrianised, if you want to bring your car or your van in, say by the side of the Oliver Plunkett, or or down by the Bowron, or somewhere, to get your gear in, that'll be okay. That will be allowed. Uh, under this, there'll be, there'll be flexibility for people who have to get in. Presumably to do things like provide entertainment to people in pubs. I remember pubs. I miss pubs. Eighteen fifty seven one five nine nine six. Yep, we did it. Cork's 96FM's 10K Toy Giveaway. With Johnson & Parrott, Douglas Bishop's Town and Mountain Point. Put 2020 behind you and drive into 2021. Always open at jpmg.ie. I give you everything you want. Yep, final week of our giveaway. 500 euro Smith's Toys Superstores. Excuse me. Whoa. Sorry, lads. I sneezed. Um, 500 euro vouchers being given out every evening by Lorraine on the big drive home and all I can do for anyone is get them into the draw but we've had a bit of luck we've done very well on the opinion line because we've had three or four winners with another one yesterday our qualification our qualifier from the opinion line went through and won the draw with Lorraine on the big drive home so let me see if we can do anything for Selena hey Selena Hello, PJ. How are you? Good. In Mallow. Drumahan in Mallow. Yes, yes. Thank you. Do you have little people that would love this? I have two kids at home, Jakub, which is three years of age, and Martin, I is 11. 
Okay, okay. And they'd, yeah. they'd spend the 500 euro in a half a oh, day. I'd say easily. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if we can get you through to the draw. Okay. I need you to finish this lyric to a well-known Christmas song. Oh, God. Oh, You're all right. I'll make it easy for you. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my A heart or B hand. A heart, B hand. Heart. Heart, yes. See? You didn't need any help. You didn't need any help. All right. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. You're through to the draw with Lorraine on the big drive home this evening. And we've Thank had a... you, PJ. You're welcome. Pretty good track record now on the opinion line with having our qualifiers win in the evening so good luck Selina Zajak uh, in Drobahan in Mallow goes through to the draw with Lorraine this evening Cork's 96M's 10k toy giveaway is with Johnston and Perrett Douglas Bishopstown and Mahan Point put 2020 behind you and drive into 2021 always open at jpmg.ie and remember as well that uh, Smith's Toys Superstore is open for click and collect and home delivery during the lockdown. 1850 715 I will be killed for sneezing on the air, but sure, it just shows that A, it's live, and B, I'm human. 1850 Now, Christmas parties are probably not going to happen this year. They're certainly not going to happen in a lot of places this year, because you just couldn't. You just couldn't. Um, well, okay, you can have going away parties in RTE, obviously. But you can't have Christmas parties. And sadly, unless the restaurants open up and we can have small gatherings, the chances of any workplace having a proper Christmas party this year is virtually nil. However, however, new research from irishjobs.ie is now suggesting that one in ten places will have a virtual Christmas party. Now, I'm sorry. Virtual quizzes, virtual drinks on a Saturday night with your mates over Skype, virtual calls on a Sunday with your brother in Sydney. That, that's all fine. That's all fine. But Eva Bannon, featured editor of the Irish Sun, do you really think uh, a, a Zoom Christmas party would work? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Uh, no, I think it's an absolutely terrible idea. <laughs> uh, I'm really surprised that it's uh, one in ten because, yeah, it just sounds like the most awkward uh, event that you could possibly attend. Christmas parties are kind of known to be a minefield at the best of times. And then you suddenly have them moving online and it's just, you know, who speaks? How do you all get your points across? Who do you mingle with? It, it just sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. If you fight with the boss, it's no longer in a quiet yeah. corner. No, everyone's seen it. It's probably recorded somewhere and there's a record of us and you'll get your P45 on Monday. Yeah, um, yeah so it, uh, there is like a lot of new companies out there who are doing their best, I suppose, to survive this pandemic and they're coming up with really creative ideas. And and, you know, and, and if, if Bridget okay. from Accounts makes makes a quiet <laughs> play for Richard... From the from from the <laughs> the management office. Well, everybody knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How is all that gonna gonna work out? Yeah, yeah I think you're gonna have people getting like dolled up, you know, as far as their waist and then wearing their pajamas on the bottom. Um, it just definitely doesn't seem to have like any of the hallmarks of what a Christmas party should be all about, which is yeah, Virginian accounts making eyes. 
Paddy yeah. in <laughs> in a game. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it, it doesn't bear thinking about. Like we haven't seen. I was saying there a while ago. I haven't seen two thirds of the the, the ninety six M family since the end of March. And, and I missed them terribly, and I would love nothing better than to see them at Christmas time. But it's, it's not just not going to happen. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Um, I, I, you know, I think 42% of people, according to that survey from Irish Jobs, said they're just not going to have a Christmas party, which is sad. And then 10% have said they're going to postpone it and have something after this is all over, which we can only just hope is next year. And I think that sounds like the, the natural thing to do, like... You know, I, I've heard a company sending, you know, cocktail kits out to, to staff and, you know, money for them to get a takeaway for these online parties. I'm like, no one wants to attend. What a waste. And mm. um, so they're they're really like, you're better off just keep the money and have a big bash next year when everyone can get together, enjoy it yeah. and cause a real scandal. It yeah. said one in about one in ten would, would have a virtual party. Then there was 3% that said they'd have a party in the workplace under socially distanced guidelines. I think not mm-hmm. after the trouble that well, got Dobbo and others into last week. <laughs> I know. I think just no matter how well intentioned those kind of gatherings are, there's always going to be one person who steps in too close for that picture and you know, and that picture has gone around the world twice <laughs> yeah. before they've turned away again. And you just can't yeah. trust what happens at the party stays at the party. It does unless the party's on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. I know. And yeah, unfortunately, um, once if the, if there's alcohol involved, which there tends to be a Christmas party, a small drop yeah, now like and again. Any, yeah, um, yeah, now and again. Any kind of plans that you have for a socially distant gathering are just out the window. Like so, that that three percent who said they're going to have a socially distant gathering, like. Might be fine at the start, but I got I like by the end of the night they're all going to be jumping on top of each other singing Fairy Tale of New York and <laughs> spreading COVID like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be it's just going to be a Christmas for the family. I think if if we can get to see our families, Aoife, thanks. That's Aoife Bannon, features editor of the Irish Sun. Would you? We're running a Twitter poll on it. Would you have a virtual or Zoom type Christmas party? Would we throw it up in the text as well, lads? For a, for a while and see, would you have a Zoom or virtual Skype, say, or there's other things, there's house party. My daughter got had some fun on house party there in the in the lockdown, and there's a load of them now. There's a load of them now. Would you have a, an online an online Christmas? So far, ninety percent of you, uh, no, sorry, uh, no. Now, if you do though, do you have to get dolled up? as they say. Do you have to put on the best bib and tucker? Well, they've clearly never been to our Christmas parties. Do you have to put on the best bib and tucker and get all done up? And would you get the little black number out of the press and get the pedals and get the earrings and get the makeup and the hair and that's just the lads. Jessica Healy from the artistile.ie. Jessica, good morning. Morning, PJ. Do you How think you? people would get themselves all done up for a Zoom party? Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, you, you don't have to, but it's. I think because everyone's had such a tough year, I think why not just go all out if you want to? And if that's something that you enjoy doing, why not dress up and get yourself into the spirit of it? Do you think a lot um, of people will have Zoom parties? Oh, goodness. I don't know. It's it's obviously it's not ideal, and it's it's definitely not you know it's definitely not the same as having a real party. But um, you know, 
if it is the only option there for for businesses, um, for companies, you know, to get a group of people together and just try to have a bit of Christmas cheer, then you know why not? Why not try and enjoy it and just make the best of a, a bad situation? Yeah, you could you could see a lot of people going. Well, look, we'll we'll go on Zoom at six o'clock. If you're in, you're in. We'll be done at seven. Just have a quick Christmas drink, have a can of whatever you have with you, and be in or out. These long nights that Christmas parties can turn into—that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, no. That's that's the thing. I suppose you know some people might feel like, oh, what's what's the point? Um, but it's still nice to try and connect with people. I think um, mm. I think that's still really important. Um, and, you know, like I say, just trying to have a bit of fun, you know, at this time of year and getting into the spirit of it. Um, you know, it depends, obviously, on, the, you know, different workplaces will maybe have different ideas, different creative ideas for doing this. Yeah. But um, I still think people should try and get dressed up if it's something that they enjoy doing in a way. You know, you yeah, can... Yeah, I- Going by our Christmas parties in the past and Christmas get-togethers in the past, it's it's the female colleagues who put the most work into this. Yeah. <laughs> they put days of work into it. We go home and say, is there a clean shirt? <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. should I shave? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I suppose there are much more options for women as well, you know, to be fair. Um, so they can have more fun with it. Um, but... Um, you know, you know, you don't need to, I suppose, you might not need to do the full um, head-to-toe grooming that you would normally do beforehand, um, which some people might be happy about. But, um, you know, you can certainly, you know, have fun with colour and textures and fabrics. Mm. And if you wanted to wear a dress, you could still wear a dress if that makes you feel good. Mm. If you want to even wear heels, you can do that, but you don't have to. So it takes a bit I'll give them. I'll give them a skip. They nearly killed my feet last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, there is an in joke here. We did run a race in high heels for a few years. The men did here, so so that's why okay. that's why I say that. But the other thing, Zoom, for example, offers you the opportunity to do backgrounds, your own background. You could yeah. put yourself in front of a big Christmas tree, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the backdrop is is you know important part of it as well so if you want to you know have your tree in the background have some fairy lights and make it festive i think it's fun for everyone else to see you know everyone else's what pe- everyone else is wearing and mm. what people have you know set up um, and lighting of course is important you know having flattering lighting you know avoiding the the overhead lights that can cause shadows on your faces mm-hmm. um Cover the mirrors so they don't see the pile of ironing on the couch. That's another good bit of Actually, on the subject of the men, let's bring in, say there, Jessica, let's bring in Nigel O'Sullivan from, from Louis Copeland here in Cork. Nigel, good morning to you. Morning, Peter. I'm being a bit disparaging of the men. They don't yeah. see... They, they, do they go to trouble? Do they, do they go to a lot of trouble to get ready for the Christmas party? I think they do, to be quite honest. Um, looking at, say, for instance, Zoom at the moment, what we're getting inside here is there's a lot of people on Zoom. There's a lot of uh, businessmen, we say, for instance, we just say the business side of it. They're on Zoom, they're starting to notice that they're, they, they want to dress up, you know, and they don't, they don't know how to dress up. And that's the biggest problem because they're used to putting on the shirts and ties and mm. the suits and going to work. So then they're asking us, what will I wear? What, how, will I, how will I dress up for Zoom? So, you know, we do a lot of Zoom calls here and virtual selling at the moment since the lockdown happened. Yeah. And um, the original first one, we were kind of caught in between. We, we weren't sure of our guidelines, what to do. So then with our online, uh, with the Louis Copeland online, 
we decided to have taken another step. Uh, David, our GM, said we should all do virtual sales. And it was all new to all of us, but we were all used to being on FaceTime. And, you know, yourself, TikTok became famous. And so it was very easy for us to actually just fall into that gap. And we're salesmen at the end of the day. So it's just getting used to looking at yourself, yeah. you know, on screen, which is probably easy for, easier for some people than others. Yeah. And um, that's when you start looking at yourself you said yes that doesn't look great and that's what was happening and a lot of people so, have put a bit more work into what they look like on a zoom call are they they are absolutely we had a, a guy from uh, basically he's stuck here in our, we won't say he's stuck it's not a nice thing to say but he's actually here in ireland he's he's, he's normally 100 fl- flights a year and he said that um, basically he was trying to do one or two calls wasn't comfortable in his suiting and they rang, rang us and said, okay, what can I wear? What would you suggest? And then we have a rail and we go through it. We'd know his sizes because he's a regular customer as well. And we'd bring him through. And basically, um, afterwards, we followed up with a call. How did that work out for you? And he turned around and he just said to me, he said, no, that worked a dream. I was so comfortable. And yeah. it's all down to what you wear, yeah. really, in a call, I think, because... Yeah. You know, you have to have the right fabrics on your skin. You don't want to be uncomfortable. You want, you want to feel comfortable. It might be a virtual office, but it's still an office. I'm going to leave it there, Nigel, because of no reason other than time. Thanks very much. And thanks also to Jessica Healy from the artistile.ie and to Aoife Bannon from the Irish Sun. People definitely uh, doing themselves up a bit better for the Zoom, whether you're going to have a Christmas party or not. I don't know. Are you? Keep the poll coming in. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan on Cork's 96FM. Right, still time to get in your headlines to us with our Sanitize Ireland Natural Solutions competition all this week. Today is a great prize, particularly for a business. If you have a small business and you're hoping to reopen next week and you've been closed down now for a while and you'd like to reopen and maybe be right up to speed with the best of sanitizing and anti-COVID technology, as it were. Well, we've got for you today, this is all one prize. We've got two touchless hand sanitizer dispensers, a one-litre container of natural hand sanitizer, and a disinfectant nano-mister, and a whole bucket of solution to go along with that. That's a good prize for anyone with a small business, or if you want to give it to someone who's in a small business, good prize for you today. So what we've done is we looked at the headline this morning, and we spoke to Dan Boyle, earlier on the show with regard to 17 streets becoming pedestrianised in Cork permanently from the new year. Uh, They'll be pedestrianised except between 4 and 11 in the morning. And Dan said it's a a great welcome piece of news and it's a sign of a modern city and all of that. All the usual things that people say when they like pedestrianisation and they get pedestrianisation. I want you to make us laugh. Give us a bit of crack with that. 083 396 96 96 is the text of WhatsApp number. The headline in Cork Bureau was Cork takes a step closer to becoming a pedestrian utopia and that there's been an overwhelming reaction to recommended changes in terms of pedestrianisation. Give us a laugh. Take the mickey out of the greens if you want to. Dan won't mind. We don't care if Dan minds, but Dan won't mind. Take the mickey out of the Green Party. If Yes, we are allowed to take the mickey out of the Green Party. We are, aren't, aren't we, Eamon? We are, aren't we? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Eamon. Sorry, Eamon. You're all right. Go back to sleep. 1850 is the number. The text of WhatsApp 083 
396-9696 your email is opinion at 96mm.ie to far more serious matters and at the moment the cabinet is meeting Neffet is meeting there will be any number of meetings over the next uh, 24 hours as we try to figure out what is to happen uh, from this day next week which is when the five week or six week session of level five is supposed to be lifted let us look at the numbers of cases in Cork Cork City and County population of roughly half a million over the last few weeks when we went into the lockdown on the 27th around the 27th to 28th of October when it became in, in, inevitable that we were headed into lockdown we had a two week case number in Cork that's a 14 day caseload in Cork of 1806 which is 361 per 100,000 that was on the 27th of October that was about 129 cases a day over the previous uh, fortnight if you were to average out day to day so 1806 was our 14 day figure as of the Tuesday the 27th as of Tuesday the 24th which is yesterday our 14 day figure was 442 which is about 88 per 100k it's down it's not down as much as you'd like it to be down, but it's down. Go back two weeks to Tuesday the 10th, and that was 778. So we've nearly halved it in two weeks. Go back then to Tuesday the 3rd, and it was 1,313. So it's roughly halving every two weeks, or slightly more or slightly less than halving every two weeks. If it were to continue that way, and this is just crude, back-of-an-envelope mathematics. There's nothing, nothing epidemiological at all about it. Mathematically, by this time next week, we'd be down to 252. That would be our 14-day figure by this time next week, all going mathematically right. Is that enough to come out of the six-week lockdown? Is it risky to come out of it at that stage? Let us check in with a guest we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, and that's Professor Patricia Carney uh, from UCC, Professor of Epidemiology. Patricia, good morning again. Good morning, PJ. The numbers are going well. Are they going well enough? So, I mean, I think, as you've said, um, the numbers are coming down, and we all know that's because of all the the things that we're doing and complying with with the restrictions. Um, And as you very clearly explained, they're they're, they're having every two weeks, but the problem with this, and that's what we hear speaking about when people are talking about sort of exponential growth and also exponential decline. So uh, they they come down like that, which is super, but the problem is that they can go back up the same way. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's, that's the danger, is that um, all the hard work that we've put in now through this second lockdown could potentially be, be lost if, if we stop too soon. Now, you spoke to me the last time on the show and you said that the science is clear. You can get it right down. We see again mm-hmm. from the state of Victoria this week that they've bashed it. It's no new cases, no community transmission, no nothing. It has been done around the world. You're one of these people that believe that scientifically we could do it here too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's really three things that we need to do. We need to focus on 
continuing to reduce community transmission so we get the numbers right down and we don't have any of these so-called mystery cases is the, the words that they use in Australia and when they when they can't figure out where, where the cases are coming from. And then we really need to grapple with this um, uh, controlling or monitoring our, our borders and that's within Ireland um, in the first instance. So, you know, at the moment we have our, 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 our local and we done before county level restrictions but you know some of my colleagues have looked at this at ways of dividing up the country in what might be called green zones yeah. um, and, and, and really focusing I suppose on um, an understanding of where people work where they go to school and uh, where the activity is and kind of you know the the reality is that there aren't 26 discrete uh, areas of, of huge activity in the country that there's much smaller areas where there's a lot more activity yeah. um, and so you can imagine that if we were to and this is what they did in Australia actually basically is they looked to see where were the hubs of activity and they divided it up on uh, that basis and monitored those borders um, and the advantage there then is that you you know if you have family that are living in an adjacent county you're both at that very low level where you've gotten rid of community transmission you can travel give people a little bit more and um, sort of light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. um, and so, and then I suppose the other thing with that is if you can get those numbers really very low um, is that you can then resource your local departments of public health to really jump on any outbreaks that might occur yeah. um, and, avoid any ongoing transmission. You mentioned family and Mm -hmm. that is everybody's focus or most people's focus coming into December. Inevitably we want to be able to see our family Christmas Day, St. Stephen's Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. We we want to be able to see our family. There is no way we can do it like we used to, is there? So I think, I mean, absolutely family is so, and friends are so hugely important um, and I think Part of the reason that uh, we've done very well and we've gotten the numbers down is because as a community, we really care about each other and we're looking to to support each other in this. Um, and I suppose we can, we can get to a point, one of the things I'm suggesting or arguing, I suppose, putting out there is that we can get to a point where it wouldn't just be about Christmas Day. You know, and I suppose the risk is that we undo a lot of the progress that we've made for the sake of one particular day when actually if we could just stick with this a bit longer and you know call on our our politicians to take the the difficult policy decisions that are going to be needed and to get to a point where actually in 2021 we could be engaging as normal with our family members not just one day of Christmas. You mentioned politicians Uh, Mm -hmm. let's let's listen to what Leo Varadkar said about planning for the next couple of weeks. Uh, We know people are going to do it anyway, uh, so it's better that we provide for it in uh, a safe way. Uh, Because we've got the virus down to much lower levels than uh, in Northern Ireland or in Britain, uh, we think we'll be able to do that for a much longer period than the five or six days they're talking about. You know, we'd hope to be able to do it for something closer to two weeks. And the idea then is that a date would then kick in uh, in January where restrictions will be tightened again. Uh, But again, that'll depend on the numbers. He was saying last night as well in the Dáil that there may be a need to do a a three-week snap lockdown, as it were, in, in January, February. Is is that a model that we should be pursuing at all? Uh, absolutely not. So to me, when I listened um, to uh, Mr. Radker, I was struck that this is really a complete policy failure and essentially um, he's suggesting that, that we accept that we're going back into a, a third lockdown in the new year. 
Um, and I think we really need to have a, a conversation as a society as to, is that what we want? We've heard a huge amount. We heard um, the teacher, Michal Martin, yesterday talking about personal behaviour and the importance of personal responsibility. Mm. And I think that the Irish people have shown that we can uh, take huge responsibility ourselves and we've shown that by our actions. And now we need the political leadership to take uh, responsibility. Mm. But if we don't get some, I think, well, I say we, you know, I'm mm-hmm. using it figuratively. Like if the shops, restaurants, the pubs, the gyms, the hairdressers, if they don't get to open and function normally before Christmas, can you really hold the attention of people if you don't give them some reward for their good behaviour over the last six weeks? So I, mean, I think people are really smart, uh, PJ, and they understand, you know, okay, and I, actually I heard a restaurateur on the radio the other day and absolutely understand how extraordinarily difficult these last weeks and months have been for people and, you know, all the energies and efforts they're putting in to try and help their businesses to survive. But, you know, they don't want to open up for two weeks and then be shut down again in the new year. I mean, yeah. that's not a viable solution. No. What would you do if it was your call, Tricia? So I would, um, the, the, the thing I always like to say is that it's, it, it, it's not my call and I've, I've been uh, keen to emphasise that the science on this is clear and that it's really political leadership that's needed. Um, but to me, you know, if, I think they need to tell us, like, what is the strategy here? What are we actually working towards? Um, and why not work towards using these green zones, getting rid of community transmission, um, taking on boards that we will need to control and monitor our borders um, and then we can get to a, a normal society in the new year. And certainly that's what I would want. Um, and I think a lot of Irish people want that too. Hopefully by this time next year, we'll be able to get a vaccine in our arms. That's going to help an awful lot. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it is great news on the vaccination. You know, we have a, a number of different vaccines have been developed now. Um, but the next thing that we need to start focusing on is actually getting a program in place in terms of delivering, distributing that vaccine. And, um, you know, the experts in that area are saying, you know, that it's going to take some time in terms of the rollout of that. Um, and so to me, at least, the fact that we have this good news and hope on the vaccination is all the more reason to, to, to aim for getting rid of COVID. Because, what we, you know, if we can get rid of the community transmission, get life back to normal, and that'll get us through then to a point in time where we have... The, the vaccine being distributed and enough uptake in the community. All right, good to talk to you again. That's P- Professor Patricia Carney, Professor of Epidemiology at uh, UCC. Look, Leo reckons that if we release ourselves from this little prison for a couple of weeks over the Christmas, we get to see our families on a limited basis and all of that, that we could end up locked down again in January or February to bring the numbers back under control. Is that what we want from, say... So this day next week, if you're listening to, looking at the papers today, uh, looking into the various articles in the papers, they're saying, this is from the Irish Times this morning, that the hotels may reopen on December 1st or 2nd, with facilities restricted to residents only, that uh, hairdressers and shops, museums and galleries will open next week uh, as as normal and then the restaurants that can serve food maybe a week or so later it looks as if the wet pubs are gone until the new year certainly does look like that from this from, from what I'm reading in the Irish Times 
NEFIT meeting today, Cabinet meeting tomorrow, all sorts of discussions going on to find a balance between reopening in time for Christmas, reopening safely and allowing us to, you know, have some kind of a Christmas with our families. Viral Kerr has said, while restrictions should be eased next week, they should also not go too far. But, now what he said was, he said, I believe we should seek to ease restrictions, but not so much as requires us to return to four or five for a prolonged period in the new year. He said a short third period of enhanced restrictions may well be necessary in January or February, but we should try to avoid it being a longer one. So that's what he said. If we don't balance it right over Christmas, we could well end up in lockdown again in January or February to try to bring the numbers back down. He made one good point this morning, though. They're going to have to let people do something because they will do it anyway. Uh, we know people are going to do it anyway, uh, so it's better that we provide for it in uh, a safe way. Uh, because we've got the virus down to much lower levels than uh, in Northern Ireland or in Britain, uh, we think we'll be able to do that for a much longer period than the five or six days they're talking about. You know, we'd hope to be able to do it for something closer to two weeks. And the idea then is that a date would then kick in uh, in January where restrictions will be tightened again. Uh, but again, that'll depend on the numbers. Yeah, not the way to go says our Professor of Epidemiology at UCC, uh, Patricia Carney. Sounds like a failure of policy. 1850-715-996. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See Motors.ie. This is Cork's Gold Imro Award-winning talk show. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 0833969696. On Cork's 96 FM. Jerry says if they open too soon before Christmas, there'll be an explosion of people shopping and hugging and celebrating and getting drunk. And the virus will spread like a tsunami hitting our coast again. And that is the risk. That is the unfortunate risk, Jerry. But you have to balance the two. I, I don't like this idea. And look, I've been the ones saying from day one we should listen to the scientists and listen to the epidemiologists and listen to the people who've done this before around the world. And they say, keep tight, keep hold firm, hold on, hold on, don't open too soon. But at the same time, the prospect of sitting at home on your own for Christmas is just it's almost too much to take I can see why we probably should but I can also see why nobody wants to for any number of different reasons 1850 quick mention for this uh, could, could we mention Skull Cleaner in Carrig Tool who have done a Covid safe school calendar and had a great time making it special word to Muntory, Ian and Ursula and the principal, Teresa, who wanted to make a community calendar while researching pods and bubbles. Thanks to the creativity and combined collaboration of teachers, parents and pupils, they have created a COVID-safe, socially distant calendar of the kids in their bubbles and their pods. Seeing those happy, safe little faces is just what the world needs. And that's from Teresa Collin, who's the principal of Skull Cleaner. They had that lovely calendar. They handed us a copy of it in yesterday. Thank you, Fiona, for that. Lovely, lovely calendar, lovely work, and all done socially distanced and safely. Congratulations and well done to everyone at Skull 
Clearer. 1850 715 There's a new film being uh, deb- debuted or premiered. I don't know what you do on online. Do you premiere or debut it? I'm not too sure what you do. But John Armstrong from Cork Nature Network has made a new film called Nature in Cork City. And we know that there's the world of nature in our city. We don't, we don't normally see it. We saw a lot more of it during the first lockdown because the streets and roads were so quiet. We saw foxes in places. We never saw foxes before. We saw all sorts of things. Um, but but this film looks like an incredible piece of work. John, good morning. Hello, Howard. Thank you for having me. Delighted. Who, who made it and, and where was it made? So we made it so there was a team of us together. So it was um, myself and another man, Connor Rowland. We both co-wrote it. And then Gerald O'Sullivan was the photographer and then Mark Robbins was the project manager as well. And then it was funded by the Cork County Council and the Department of Housing, Local Government and Heritage. And then it was filmed all around Cork City. So we kind of picked like five sites around Cork City and wanted to really show people the hidden jewels of the city, the wildlife, the people that is around us, but we don't actually see all that much. What sites did you use? So we went to the Bride River, um, the Glen Park, the Glen River Park, then UCC, um, the lock, um, then it was Beaumont Quarry, and mm. the final one was the city itself, because we wanted to show people that we often think of wildlife um, and where wildlife is as kind of the little remnants of the countryside that are left, the parks and gardens, but some animals actually look for the city itself yeah. and will actually use like the roads and kind of the walls, and that's where they will actually nest. Yeah, it's a lot of birds came into the city during the first lockdown that you wouldn't know, either wouldn't normally see or would normally be there, didn't they? They did. They would actually normally be there. The the thing is that you just don't hear them because the noise of traffic is so loud that you wouldn't hear the birds chirping. Yeah. But they're normally often there. Yeah, and I saw foxes. There was foxes in Douglas. Like that. That's mad. Yeah, urban foxes are becoming more and more prevalent, and they're um, kind of really using our waste for ways but kind of like we put food waste in the bins and they'll try and get yeah. it because that's just how they work they're, really. beautiful, they're beautiful creatures oh they're magnificent an urban fox on a, on a bright morning just a beautiful oh. beautiful thing um, what, did you find anything in the making of the film that would really surprise us I think one of the like coolest animals we found really is the peregrine falcon so get away. Yeah, they're the world's fastest animal. So I think go about 350 kilometres an hour in a yeah. straight dive. Yeah. And they're insane, yeah. They're in Cork? Yep, they're. And um, we have one nesting, um, which is um, fantastic. And you do find them in lots of, um, lots of cities. You'll find them up on top of kind of tower blocks and kind of spires because yeah. they like to nest up high so then they can swoop down and catch their prey, which is normally pigeons. And in a lot of cities, they're actually used as natural pest controls. Yeah. They take pigeons, so it's fantastic. Oh, I've seen, I've seen them. I've seen films, but they're incredible creatures. Oh, no, but you wouldn't expect them to be living in the city. You wouldn't, but that's the thing. Um, in the past, what they would have used as cliffs would be where you'd normally have found them. But coming into modern day, you begin to find them more and more in cities. Crikey. Where can we see this film and when? So you can see it on Zoom. So we have, um, we have an online event. It's going to be on at 7 p.m. Um, if you go onto our Facebook page, yeah. You can click the um, link to the event price, and then that will give you where you can get the... Um, the um, and the Facebook uh, page is what? So that's Cork Nature Network. Cork 
Nature, Nature Network. Network and the Facebook page, and then you'll get the, the details yeah. of how to get the film. All right, listen, it looks like a great period. I can't wait to sit down. And will it be just one showing, or will we be able to access it so fairly easily? Af- so afterwards, we'll be releasing it onto YouTube. So um, kind of we're, so for the first showing, that's when people will get the premiere. Then after the premiere, we'll release it onto YouTube so people can then see it again. Okay, so looking forward to it. Really am. Uh, it looks like a great piece of work. John, thank you very much. John Armstrong from Cork Nature Network. Uh, and the Nature in Cork City film. Tomorrow night, go on to the Cork Nature Network Facebook page. You'll find all the details how to see it. It's on Zoom tomorrow night, and then they're popping it up on the old YouTube. A peregrine falcon living and feeding in Cork. That is fascinating. Can't wait to see that. 1850-715-996. Louise says, a two-week inter-county allowance of travel. Let us travel inter-county for two weeks. It'll give the impression it's holiday time. Airbnbs will be booked and parties will be had. I don't want Level 5 in January as a product of a two-week fiesta. Relaxed travel for Christmas. Yes, but the new year, is that really necessary? Asks Louise. The European buzzard is also very popular in Cork, says Jerry. It's a large falcon. 1850-715-996. Can't wait to see that, Phil. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. The Cork Diary. On Cork's 96FM. This year, Cork County Council wants us all to celebrate a real Cork Christmas and discover the sparkle on our doorsteps. Businesses are invited to register for a free new online marketplace listing to help them reach their customers. So if you are a business and you want to get listed for free, visit yourcouncil.ie Whether you're using click and collect, phone and collect and online, you can list your business for free in the run-up to Christmas. All thanks to Cork County Council, supporting businesses and our communities as we celebrate a real Cork Christmas. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email corkdiary at 96fm.ie did a poll on the virtual Christmas parties to know would you be up for it? <laughs> no. 90% no said no! Oh God, no, not going on Zoom for the Christmas party. It's some interesting comments in about it as well. Uh, the Baldy Barber says my daughters slag me because I'm shaved and showered most days for dinner. Uh, they be on to me. Am I waiting for the visitors to call? <laughs> uh, RTE staff will no doubt have their Christmas... Ooh... RTE staff will no doubt have their Christmas party. Naughty, naughty. Kate says, surely Christmas is a time that you want to get away from computers and laptops. Parties give you a chance to get a feel for the person. Oh, (laughs) Kate, 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 Kate. Outrageous, Kate. Winning comment of the day goes, though, to the Cork Kaipu. Whoever you are, I will find out. One of these days. Cork Kaipu says, I work on my own, so sometimes I don't bother wearing any pants at the Christmas party. Thank you for that. 1850-715-996. We have got some fabulous entries today. Some really great entries today for our Sanitize Ireland competition. Some really good one. Use the feet. The cleans, the greens have closed the street. Yeah, that's one good one. Take a ride on the greenway. Cycle ride on the lee side. Uh, St. John's well walk, tall walk, small with your mask on. 
It can't. I, that, I like that one at the top. That is a winner, guys. We'll read it out in a minute. That's a, that's a slam dunk winner, that one. Let us go to something a little different. <laughs> a little different. Monty Python couldn't do something this different. There is a competition on at the moment looking to be crowned, looking for a man to be crowned Ireland's first burly male model. Mr. Burly Ireland. I kid you not. Ireland's first burly male model. And there were three lads competing for the title from Cork, wouldn't you know it? Burley is Ireland's new fashion and lifestyle brand for burly lads. I assume burly lads are big lads. Burley used to brings to mind the the old image of a, a huge bouncer standing across the door of the pub going, Regulars only, you're not getting in. There's three of them. And they're all going to be on the line shortly. Mike O'Sullivan is a farmer. I think I know that, Mike. Barry Ray is a physio and operation transformation leader. And I want to go first. I'm going first to the United States of America to talk to Paul Salim. Paul, good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you doing? Uh, You're in Arizona at the moment. So what ungodly hour in the morning have you gotten up? (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, 10, to, 10 to 5 at this stage. Oh, good man. Fair so, play to you for getting up for us at 10 to 5. Um, how long have you been in Arizona? So I've been on and off here since January for a little work project. But um, I came back in April because of the whole lockdown back home. Right. Then I came back out here in October. So I've been here since. Okay. Okay. Ever done any, any modeling before? I did a touch of modelling back in back in college uh, in first year, but um, never really amounted to much. It was just more of a, you know, I think it was a charity event, if anything. Yeah. What drew you to this particular competition? Um, you know, I suppose I've never really had the confidence, full confidence, and I suppose in fashion, and um, you know, I've been kind of envious with the legs. You know, you'd see them in the other models, you'd see them with the chisels, chisel jaws, and yeah. um, rip bodies, but. So I thought, you know what, just to give myself a bit of confidence in people of a bigger size, um, show this that we do have an option in fashion and stuff. So yeah. I thought, why not? But you're, you're a fit lad as well. You're a, you're a kickboxer, I'm told. Yeah, so I started kickboxing back as well, back in college, back in first year. Um, they were doing free classes, so I thought I'd try it out. Right. Um, then I realized I enjoyed it, so I joined a club outside of it. And I was, I suppose I was really... I was down to it a lot for the first few years, and I suppose life got in the way, so I kind of, you know, distanced myself a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, but your black belt, you, you got a black belt eventually, didn't you? Yeah. That'd, that'd, that'd keep you fairly ago. fit, wouldn't you, that, that kind of activity? you think that, but his uh, <laughs> body was still there. Like, that was about four years ago, and right. I haven't really done on too much. But then again, being burly doesn't mean you're unfit, you know? Yeah. It's just being... Large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Before I go on to to the other lads, I'd say America is is a strange old place to be working and living in a pandemic. You know, it is and it isn't because at the moment I'm based in Phoenix in Arizona, and um, there's not really much sign of a lockdown. It's just you know they're they're fairly uh, strict on the whole mask situation. Yeah. Apart from that, the bars, the gyms, bowling alleys, everything is still open as normal. Okay. Um, Okay. Compared to what I'm hearing from back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you you won't get home for the Christmas, will you? I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping to come back early December. You know, do my quarantine in a hotel, and then 
see my family, I suppose. That's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it, lad. And if that's what you're doing, the best best of luck to you. Stay there, Paul. Bring in Barry Ray. Is it Ray or Ree? Ray, Barry? Ray. 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 Uh, yeah. Or Ria, as in Chris, Chris Ria, you see. <laughs> Stephen Ray. <laughs> Stephen, yeah, okay. Um, a physio and formerly of Operation Transformation. So what drags you into this competition? Um, very simply, it's like the rest of the lads. It's, you, uh, you go into a shop and you see a nice top and then you go, oh, well, 2XL, 3XL. And if you're on the 3XL and it doesn't fit you, then it's not because it's, you know, as Paul was saying there, it's weight or anything like that. No, yeah. it wasn't. Operation, as you said. Someone's dropped it. That might be Paul. Hold on, I'll just, I'll just get rid of his line there, guys. Hold on. Hold on there. There we go. All right, yeah. Go ahead. Um, you know, but it was, it was just that, like, they don't fit you. They don't, you know, they don't tuck into your pants. So you've got your, the end of your stomach could be hanging out or the length of the jeans doesn't fit you. Yeah. You know, like, my deadlift is, um, like, nearly 30 stones, about 190 kgs. Woo. Yeah, so, you know, like physically I'm very strong and muscular. Yeah. But, so, trying to find a pair of skinny jeans that'll fit those legs doesn't happen, <laughs> yeah. you know? It just does, <laughs> no matter how much we try. Or yeah, how much and again, you're, you're, you're fit. Yeah, well, yeah, relatively, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, sitting on a bed eating crisps out of my stomach like, or anything like that. But, yeah, I'm capable of doing the exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just, just my, literally my physique, my chest size is just massive. Shoulders yeah. are big and, you know, rugby for all my life and just... Yeah, and and you walk past the shop and say, that's a fabulous shirt. That's a, yeah. I love that shirt, but you can't get it anywhere near you. You can't get it any, anywhere. You know, you go, you go into, uh, like, <laughs> an honest story, a, a pants wore out recently and I had to get a new pants. And I went into Dunstores, Tesco's and everything and went to their sizes, literally got them home and put them on, they wouldn't fit over my calves. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got, I've got a 37 centimetre calf. You know, what? Nearly, foot, nearly a foot and a half around the calf. Yeah, my, uh, it'll be on the, on the uh, on my Facebook feed there for the voting, we're doing all the voting on Facebook and yeah. uh, get the emails in. But it's just, like, Burley came to us then. That's, that's like, a tree trunk, Barry. Yeah. You, I, I, my joke is I don't have calves, I've got fully grown cows. <laughs> you know? Right. I'll tell yeah. people how they can vote and see all the entries in just a sec. I think I know this man. Stay there, Barry. <laughs> Michael Sullivan. Now, listen, you, you, you're man. determined to have a television career. I mean, we have Barry there on Operation Transformation. You've been on Dayton and you've been on everything. <laughs> well, if we throw enough, or well, I won't say SH, but if we throw enough mud at the wall, something will stick eventually. Now, you're, again, you're a fellow that, that, you know, you're no shirk for hard work, dairy and beef farmer, keeps you going, keeps you active. Yeah, yeah like, I'm no spring chicken, reason. you know that, you saw me with heels, and by God, those heels are under pressure for that day, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the quiet. Yes, indeed. But that was, so, oh, no, that was torture, but like, like, I'm no spring chicken, I'm more like a turkey than a chicken. Yeah. And, like, like I always say, well, look, I have a small, I have a small ass and a big belly. Straight out, yeah. Do you know? So like, it's, it was interesting when I when I saw it online. I said, "Why not?" Did you, know? you ever chance any bit of modelling at all up in that strange part of Cork that you live? I, any well, bit of modelling well, <laughs> down the pub, maybe. <laughs> well, yes, there was a few dress occasions that I made wearing a dress for charity, like, but um, they were they were comfortable. 
Completely. Some of the clothes we be, some of the clothes we can't get our hands on. Like, yes. l- like, like the two, like the two boys said. Yeah, but like, you, you did the same problem with Barry. You walk past, and I'm, I'm not joking here. We're having a laugh, but this is serious. You walk past the shop and you go, "That's a gorgeous shirt. I would love that shirt." You have no oh. hope of getting into it. Oh, not a chance. Like, like, come here, no. Like, we're not models, right? I don't have six, a six pack. The clothes you have a six pack is six kegs, and. <laughs> Like, I'm not 10, I'm as white as a gouache, like, and I'm not 6 or something. Like, no, like, it's just, there, there has to be a clothing line for fellas like us. Yeah. Small or tall than us. And like, as my comrade, my, my other comrade over there with his three trunks or his two bullocks or whatever you want to call his two legs. Um, <laughs> like, there has to be an outfit, an outlet for people like us. And like, you know me, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not ashamed of my body. I will... Look, my Facebook page tells it all, and you know you probably win you, but like, I'm not ashamed of anybody. And I, yeah. Well, you know, Burnley is a new clothing range for guys like yourself and Barry oh, yeah. and Paul launched in the new year. If people want to vote, there's 10 people involved, 10 lads involved in the final, and to be the face of Burnley for 2021. Yeah. That's the. I don't I don't know if they want the ginger to be their face, but look, we'll we, 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 we work out something. We all have our problems, Mike. <laughs> Fairly, but you more than most, you poor devil. <laughs> That's a whole bit, whole bit. So one of those three or seven other people trying to get the face, the face of Borley for 2021. Uh, Paul or Barry, tell people how they can enter and vote for one or other of you. So it's, uh, it's uh, Feel the Burl, uh, B-U-R-L, and uh, that'll bring you to the webpage. And... Just follow down through it. It's a very simple. It's just an email address and to vote for one of us. Yeah. Um, and as I said, it, it really is, like what I loved about Burley was that they're not telling us to change or lose the weight or get fit or do anything. It's yeah. be who you are. Be yeah. confident in who you are and look well doing it. As, as a friend of mine said to me one time, PJ, I'm very happy in my own skin, even if there is rather a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. And, it's just move, and keep moving on. And do you know what? Look, yeah, we're... we're we're having a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. But there's a, there's a serious side to it too. That you, the message yeah. is serious. That like, uh, pa- you know, Paul is back. He, he, he dropped in. He, he dropped... Um, listen, thanks for getting up for us so early in, in Arizona, Paul. And good luck in, in the competition. And again, this is a bit of fun with, with a serious message oh, yeah. behind it. Yeah, you know, like women, women have been, you know, saying no models. Uh, someone's fading out there. Paul, I know you want to get yeah. back and sign off properly to us. Listen, thanks ever so much for, for getting up in the middle of the night for us in Arizona. Ah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was just nice to um, kind of spread the word about the, the, the whole competition, or okay. the competition, and um, hoping to get a few votes and see where we go from there in the new year. We'll see where it goes. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, Paul. Good luck to Barry, and good luck to Mike. It's a fun competition with a serious message behind it. Burley, Mr. Burley, the face of Burley, 2021. Come on, Cork. That's it for today. The programme edited by Terry Brennan, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Uh, oh yeah, before we go, the sanitised one. Are we going to give the prize to the one that I saw at the top there? Yes. Cork Rebels Tread the Pebbles. Bridget Daly in Connolly Road. I like that. You win that prize with Sanitise Ireland Natural Solutions. Back with another one tomorrow, just after nine. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With Lehan Motors, leading the way for Toyota hybrids. The place to order your 211 Toyota. See lehanmotors.ie. Oh, infinity and beyond. Cork's 96FM's 10K Toy Giveaway is here. I give you everything that you want.
Get ready for fun and play. We're giving away loads of 500 euro toy shopping sprees for free. For free. Listen to Casey and Ross in the morning and all day long. Then text or WhatsApp in for your chance to win. On 083 396 96 96. Corks 96 FM's 10K Toy Giveaway. With Johnson and Parrot, Douglas Bishop's Town and Mahon Point. Put 2020 behind you and drive into 2021. Always open at jpmg.ie. Only on Corks 96 FM.